Follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. This is Shad here with Matt and Brad. Guys, how you doing? Uh, doing good, Shad. I'm doing well. I'm glad to hear it, and the I want to say... Thing, some clown beat me up with a big chunk of bologna earlier today. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, are we talking literal here, or just yes. some, some joker off the street? I was... I was <laughs> he picked my pocket, and I was accosting him, and he was reaching for a butcher knife, and... Instead, got the bologna and clocked me with it. That feels like that's going to be a callback here shortly. Um, (laughs) So we want to say thank you to everybody out there who's uh, who's listening to us. We don't I don't know if you're listening to it uh, the week it drops or later on. Doesn't matter. Just glad you're listening. And so. Um, we're kind of two part in the episode tonight. Uh, The second part we'll get to, but. Man, sometimes the current event stuff hits and it just keeps coming and it feels a little disingenuous for us to not at least talk about it a little. You know, this has been good Lord. This has been a weird week, hasn't it? Yes. Can I it's just probably weirder, probably weirder even like the week before. Yeah. This is my reaction, <laughs> like... though, to Smackdown. sorry so i I don't i like so that's the thing that that i've been kind of saying all this time for all these people that just like blow so much smoke up triple h's ass like it's just vincisms without the fun and so smackdown was was like i don't even think vince would have done that you're, of course, talking about the biggest story in all of wrestling. Yes, not the ring. Uh, the Rock, the Rock, newest Rock, big Rock story. Rock Cody, yeah. Not, uh, not all the sex trafficking allegations and the, uh, the ongoing lawsuit and the federal investigation uh, that we, we know about. And someone flipping to be yeah, state's evidence. Yeah, that, that's, all, that's all small potatoes. We've already talked about all that, right? Yeah. Like, let's talk about the <laughs> real big story. So yeah. in, in, in the... Weirdest damn thing. <clears throat> Cody Rhodes comes out to face Roman and says, I'm going to face you. You're going to get your reckoning, but not at WrestleMania. And it introduces the rock and the rock shakes Cody's hand, pulls him in close and says something. Cody's spirit visibly breaks on camera and he walks up the ramp to the uh, music from the old ending of the old incredible Hulk TV show. My favorite <laughs> meme was the one it's from like when Bret Hart bought Mr. Burns's house. And it's <laughs> it's Cody with the pictures like, can I just take this? It reminds me of better times. It is. OK, so 
just just to start, <clears throat> I think it's fair to say that it's to focus on 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 this as opposed to you know <clears throat> the Vince news that we've already covered. Well, we're gonna get to some a couple yeah. of items too. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's fair to say, well, I'm pretty sure that's the bigger deal. Yes. And as soon as, as more new stuff comes out, that will be the bigger deal again. Yeah, we're going to we're going to we're going to stay pretty up to date on the, the event stuff as best we can. But we're doing this first because it is the lighter story. And I prefer. Yeah, I prefer to go light and then heavier with uh, our formatting. Mm-hmm. It, it's more fun to do the light stuff, yeah. frankly. Yeah. So, yeah, Cody, sad Cody, sad Cody walks up the ramp and the the social media reaction during and after that was on SmackDown, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. During and after SmackDown was immediately and universally. What in the living hell are you doing? I I checked today. Do you want to do you want to do you want to take a wild stab at what the cage match rating for SmackDown that SmackDown episode is? I'll give you a Uh, hint. It's more than a one. If well, yeah, of course, because, you know, the bots, Um, the bots didn't save it. The bots only raised it about point two. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. I'm going to guess 5.2 then. Oh, you're way the fuck off. Matt, what do you think? Uh, 3.0. Nope, you're way off. 1.8. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it was, the box saved it from being like a 1.6 like over the weekend. Oh, my Lord. But, to have everyone turn on this. Wow. Well, it makes no sense, though, because... That's because because Matt's been getting mad mad at Meltzer because Meltzer's kind oh. of been trying to to oh I'm I'm quite mad at justify that, so. this but but I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a very weak defense of Dave that I don't necessarily believe I think Dave is going to bat for this because literally if you try to think about how they've handled this since the start of January with like the way The Rock came out and like kind of challenged him and then they forgot about it and then they the um having Cody win the rumble and doing this. Like if you think about it at all, it's like, um, it's like saying, um, that Lovecraftian monsters name three times that Hastor or saying Hastor's yeah. name. <laughs> it's like that. Like if you think about it at all, or try to unravel it or try to like to head cannon into it, to into it, into making sense. Like it literally gets worse. The more you think about it, like that, that's the chiefest complaint it always gets massively upvoted on R squared circles. People being like, "This makes no sense. Like, mm-hmm. why did they do that?" <clears throat> yeah. It uh, but of course, like uh, Rock replacing or presumably replacing Cody in the main event of WrestleMania, which uh, if you listen, if you believe the behind the scenes reports, Rock actually you know has lobbied for it, and that is what Rock wants to do. He intends to wrestle. Well, supposedly this was a done deal back when they did like the. He wanted to be head of the table thing. And then it says that the debate is when did Triple H know or creative? Yeah, well, Meltzer initially reported like he didn't know. And of course, now he's acting like, oh, he, he knew. Like, wow, how, why would you think that like creative didn't know about this? I don't know. 
Maybe because Rock and Triple H actually don't like each other, and Rock is making like a, a real life power play to have more influence and power within the WWE. Yeah, because this is like a Rock Brian Gerwitz um, coalition. Yeah. Yep. And if you if that name sounds slightly familiar, he was like the head of creative until like the mid aughts, I think. Mm. Yeah, and he was in charge of. What was I can't remember how it was phrased, but he was in charge of a lot of the Edge and Christian goofy and and you know, the Edge and Christian Mick Foley goofy stuff. And he was kind of like, like a head guy on Raw for a while, if I remember correctly. Something like that. But Rock likes him, so he has kept him employed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Amusingly, <clears throat> this has blown up in their faces. Well, it, it's led to, you know, a completely organic backlash and support for uh, for Cody. Right. Well, this is uh, like their... just signed at Raw last night. Just just hundreds, hundreds of signs, thousands of signs that all said hashtag we want Cody. Uh, somehow all everyone had exactly the same font <laughs> and exact same sign. Like that's so curious. Well, it's because they. Now that couldn't have been possibly that the WWE gave out those signs for people to hold, right? That couldn't have been possible. Like they would never do something like that. This is completely organic, aren't we? Yeah. Are we being serious, guys? Yeah. Because because um they think he's gonna. So I I heard the distinct thing that they are going to now try to give Cody the Brian, or I should say the Daniel Bryan rub, which. So can we can we can we discuss honestly the Daniel Bryan situation? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was a entirely different ball game. And they never wanted it. Remember, and this is this is revision. This has been revisionist history away. If you if you remember correctly, they tried to transfer the yes chance onto Big Show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because it was a statement. It's not Daniel Bryan that's over. It's the chant that's over. Yep. And Stephanie tried it one night, too. And it that still didn't work. But so they've been trying to do this Daniel Bryan thing with all their faces, and it doesn't work because the Daniel Bryan thing was a very organic frustration that even honestly, I'm not this is not against Daniel Bryan, because if. They were also cheering for Roman in that same rumble that Batista won. There there was a rebellion against the fans wanted something different and they had like crystallized around him and he became like the focal point of their absolute frustration with the state of the product. And, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, you know, they had stale ass Orton and they did like a Cena and Orton like unification match that no one wanted. Like it was a real sign of the times. And they've been spending what was that 2014 that the Daniel Bryan thing happened? It was 10 years ago. They spent a decade trying to replicate that because that's how they think you get a face over now. And it never works. So part of what happened with that was that they were attempting to also make Batista the the big baby face of that rumble. Brian came in, I think, like, what, 13 or something mm-hmm. and got knocked out. And everyone was pissed. 
And it was bad enough that Batista, big returning babyface Batista, was booed immediately. And then number 30 hit, and one of the most babyface of all babyfaces, Rey Mysterio, comes down the ramp, and the crowd shit all over him. And he got mm-hmm. a huge pop like two years later as like a surprise entrant. Yeah, they were just so mad at the time. And Batista wins, and everyone is so... and. Reportedly, Batista was even like, this is not going to work. Like, let me be a heel. Like, this is not going to. And they're like, no, we're doing it this way. Which. Now, can I, can I, can I, I'm going to defend everyone booing Batista at the time. He should have been booed for those fucking awful boots he was wearing with his tights. Blue Tista? Yeah, he was wearing, remember, he's wearing like the blue with like the white boots. And it just looked, it just looked like an atrocity. <laughs> I I don't remember that to be honest with you. I just remember how Yeah, there's not been a worse atrocity on the human condition until RJ City started wearing moccasins without socks. <laughs> <laughs> Which Minoru Suzuki was going to beat him up for that and he would have been justified. Oh, and he was saved by Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, but that, <laughs> um, that, that's hilarious, though. If you, if you haven't seen the Minoru Suzuki one, he's literally yelling at him in Japanese about not having socks with his shoes on, mm. and it's glorious. But here we are now with Cody winning the Rumble, which uh, last I heard, and, and you guys probably heard more than I did, but last I heard, nobody actually knows why. Cody won the rumble. Like, why are you going to have Cody win the rumble just to do this handoff thing? Because they were going to do Roman and Cody until they, or they thought they, so, so my guess here is they never told triple H and they thought that was the plan or they, well, so there's a couple of things going on here. They, they, there was no good way to have the rock win the rumble because I don't think he could have done it without getting hurt. And then your match is screwed. Well, we already <laughs> had, you already had one guy get. Seriously. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause what, cause I, but I think I would have done, I mean, punk would have got hurt anyway, but <clears throat> what they should have done if they were not idiots and like not run by idiots and people have been talking to each other is you should have had rock come in 30 and you should have had like Cody and Punk eliminate each other, and then just have some nobody like no one gives a crap about like or ha- like leave Logan Paul in there at the end and have Rock just like toss him, because that would get a pop. And I think you could have <laughs> survived without the fans turning on that. This so Meltzer part of the reason why I'm frustrated that there's there's very specific reasons why I'm frustrated with Meltzer because, well I'll just I'll briefly mention it because Meltzer did two things today that really annoyed me. One is he acknowledged that uh, that all of this was basically a manipulation by the WWE to distract away. Um, and then he also congratulated them for doing it. And, I mean, not like, oh, it's a great thing that we're moving away from that. It's not quite like that, but it's basically like, oh, they're manipulating. Uh, man, they're, they're really good. And then he's saying like, oh, but, you know, it's working. Uh, it's working great, too, because, you know, they 
you know, they, they've been selling out their shows and increasing business since The Rock is involved. I mean, I mean they it's, are, though, because, you know, WWE Gareth doesn't care about, you know, mm. Vince having a rape dungeon in the yeah. Titan Towers. But, oh, he'll get his jimmies and all rustled about um, about the play fighting not going the way he wants it to. It's but it's to me, it was very much like it's if, if anyone has ever seen like the meme of like the guy, the, the count drill who tweets uh it's like there's a meme out there where he's the tweet is basically it's, it's he does a lot of nonsensical tweets but they're they're quite funny but the tweet which is kind of you know notable it's viral it went viral it's uh, uh go, walking back on an earlier comment of mine you actually don't have to give it to isil <laughs> and it's like yeah <laughs> yeah well i think the, tw- the 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 tweet is like you know Walking back, my earlier comment about ISIL, you do not, in fact, have to give it to them. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's like, you don't have to congratulate them on manipulating. Like, if you have half a brain, you can see what they're doing. You shouldn't be like, oh, man, they did a great job doing it. But the second thing that annoyed me about it, him today, was that he acknowledges all of this. And then he just dies right into it. It's like, yeah, they're doing it. Anyway, let's talk, like, all day long about Cody and Rock and, you know why you know i really let's try and figure out why they they had cody win the rumble what's going who who knew what went it's like no i don't want i don't i don't want to you're you you are you're acknowledging it's offensive to me like you're acknowledging the fact that it's a manipulation i mean i and then then you're shrugging your shoulders and going like hey let's do it anyway i have to hand it to them knowing their fans are as stupid as we all thought they were so i mean i do appreciate like them being honest about that it's as cynical as can be, but uh, to go back really quickly to your like to to your Rumble Cody thing, I, I remember like they as soon as like Cody won between between like the Rumble and at least like Friday when Cody gave it up. I, I don't know who was talking. Maybe Triple H was talking to to Dave. I don't know who, but they they kept reiterating. Oh, was, that was always the plan. It was always the plan for Cody to win. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the plan for Punk to win. And Dave is like stewing all day. It's like, oh, I, I just I don't know how to like rationalize it. Like, why did they have Cody win? Like, well, I guess we'll find out Thursday, uh, Thursday the eighth. February 8th, when the WWE has a press conference, we'll know what Cody's role is, if they're really going to go with Rock, Roman, Mania. Okay. They're going to stop talking to the press because Michael's got, Michael's took a pounding Friday before the NXT thing. He did. He did. And what's funny is that he handled it better than Triple H. And and I wouldn't even say, like, very I wouldn't even say that Michael's handled it well. He just, you know, didn't make an I mean, he, he comparatively he, handled it very for, well I for guess. someone that hasn't been an executive in a company for like decades. I mm. thought he, I thought he came out of that looking pretty good. Like, yeah, because, because honestly, he said something I a hundred percent agreed with when he said it, when people were repeating things, Brutus beefcake had said, I, you know, and he said like, you know, Brutus beefcake has walked that back. And then I, I, I had that moment where I'm like, wait a minute. Why are we why are we believing anything Brutus Beefcake said? Right. Well, I mean, again, I guess it's your mileage may vary if you if you don't necessarily care for Michaels and the WWE. But I'm saying if Brutus Beefcake and I told me the sky was blue, I would look out a window to verify. So then when he said that, I'm like, wait a minute, like I get that, but the the context he he said this and 
there are like other individuals who kind of corroborated this not exactly these stories but i know like missy hyatt medusa have made comments like years ago about how like oh yeah they they saw women like drugged unconscious like half naked or naked in the hallways of of, you know hotels so it's like this is not crazy and when when brutus said this in like shoot interviews and stuff it was like uh, like as in a joking but not joking like i'm making it up joking like ha 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 can you believe what the boys got up to mm-hmm. and then like once he got a legends contract then all of a sudden it's like oh oh those those uh those were just urban legends that i was repeating it's like mm, it depends again your mileage may vary like yeah and he's you can that. believe like he's an unreliable narrator that's fair i mean the dude's gone done a lot of coke and his mm-hmm. brain's and, probably fried but i mean in, in i also don't I don't like Michaels, but he also I think he also did say fairly like, look, that was a long time ago and I made mistakes, too. So he did like I think he did deny a lot of the allegations, but I think he did own up to like, look, you know. To Michael's credit, he has said I was a pretty awful person um, in the past. And I try not to be that way anymore. So and. I get that, but there are some, there are people out there with you believe that they're being unfair and they're just like repeating the absolute worst rumors without any sort of necessary like proof or justification. Because I mean, people are kind of doing that, yeah. at least insinuating with Jericho right now. So you know, let's right, be fair. Still but they're that. like we we like the, the so the thing that upsets me about the Jericho thing is the WWE fans like bringing that up as like a gotcha to try and deflect. But so. Nick Hossman pretty much ran that back saying he -hmm. just made it up and they're still sticking to this Kylie Ray thing, which she also like the whole situation with that, like if you put any amount of like work into it, you can um, like, there's nothing there. And like the worst that people figured out that happened is that, Jericho maybe hit on her. She wasn't into it. And Jericho was like, I apologize. I am moving on, which somehow has turned into after the um, speaking out thing with that mustache mountain guy. Somehow that is the exact same as raping someone now to certain people there. Yeah, there there isn't kind of a thing with that where it's like the 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 allegation is essentially decided to be proof in and of itself without anything further, which uh, even when we spoke about speaking out like two, three years ago at this point, uh, I said I had issues with, and I, I do think it's a case by case thing, which sounds really odd to say, but it, it's, it's true. It's like, you need to, you need to assess every kind of claim, you know, as it comes, because obviously someone like Joey Ryan uh, David Starr, like there's a lot of allegations and mm-hmm. w- there's too much smoke to not be a fire. But I remember back in the day, like people, there was a girl who tried to insinuate like Darby Allen was that way. And then you actually listen to what she was saying and it's like, okay, well, you're not. He was just kind of have, a shitty boyfriend. He was a shitty boyfriend. And maybe that's how he is. I mean, he was married to, uh, She's in NXT, G, uh, Gigi Dolan. Yeah, like it's not. Uh, what was that's, her? I for, oh, I gotta forget. Uh, oh, Priscilla Kelly. Priscilla, Priscilla Kelly. Kelly. He was married to her. Um, they're no longer married. Maybe he's just like a shitty partner. But she uh, stuck up for him though. 
She did. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what the relation, the nature of their relationship is now, but I guess it was amicable enough. But there were the comments there. It's like, well, you start exploring them. It's like, uh, yeah, maybe you're like a, a shitty. He was a shitty boyfriend, but the, the specifics being at. Well, yeah, the specifics that they were saying doesn't shoot. The good woman was saying doesn't necessarily seem like he actually was involved in like, you know, something as dire as sexual assault or rape. So it is contextual. It's contextual for every case. Well, like I said, the mustache fountain guy, I I don't remember if it was Tyler Bate or Trent Seven, had just approached a woman and hit on her. Trent Seven. Yeah. And she said no. And he was like, "Okay, thank you. I'm going to go over here and not bother you anymore. And somehow that like got him put on blast. Was was the was the implication of part of the allegation is that this individual was like underage? No. Well, it wasn't. I don't. I think thought so. it was. I thought it was just he hit on her because the the problem the thing that bothers me with Jericho is you have these morons running around saying like he has a history now, and I have been on the internet since 1998 as far as like wrestling stuff. I know people that have connections within the industry. All three of us do. All three of us know people with connections. Mm. I have never, I've never heard about anything with Jericho being inappropriate with women. I have heard Jericho is a loudmouth, a drunk, and has a quick temper that might fight people. But I've never heard anything in regards to him like being inappropriate I, with women. I have heard rumors that he might when he's on tour like with fozzy cheat on his wife yeah which if that is true uh, that's obviously that's not really good it's not that, no, great it's real no. bad but behavior you don't know what kind I, of yeah you don't know what well, kind never... of you don't know what kind of um you do not know what kind of you know rules and regulations they have in their relationship that might you know for their relationship that might be appropriate behavior you don't know mm-hmm. uh i mean I don't think it's good behavior, but I've never – that's only, like, rumor and innuendo I've heard, and nothing – but I've heard nothing that it's, you know, it's not consensual. Uh, I think people specifically don't like Jericho, not just because of the AEW hate, it's because I guess – He has wrong think. I don't know if – I don't know what his political leanings are. I guess, like, apparently – People who uh, you know stalk his wife's Twitter page, which I don't like. I I couldn't pull his wife out of a lineup if you put literally like a thousand people in front of me. Like no, I have but, no idea but who she also, is, what she looks um, like. But I guess she's like very, very like cons- like right wing, like Donald Trump MAGA type. I don't know. I don't know if that's what Chris thinks. That's that's the claim is that he's yes. made donations to Trump's cam- uh, campaign. I don't know. But, no I, I don't, but that's not I, a crime. No, and and I, the we also I, have, I do know is he's he's given donations to a lot of like charity causes. So he gives a lot of money to everything. And the thing is, though, we're in this this situation now where like, especially with online like cancel culture, like wokester types, is if you're even related to someone that's like a Trumpster or has wrong think, and you might not even like that person, but or you know, you might not even agree with that person. Um, somehow, like, that makes you culpable. Because, like, like, you know, in my relationship, like, we don't have the same political views on everything. Like, mm. I don't have the same political views as a lot of my family. So, just, I just ran a quick search. Part of the accusation <clears throat> was, yes, Trent Seven 
like uh, taking under underage girls at a bar, knowing they were underage, buying them drinks and trying to hook up. Uh, but then like there, it was one person's from what I can tell anyway, one person saying that. And then another person saying, okay, uh, when he found out we were under 21, he was like, no, I'm not doing that. And, um, you know, he, he's not doing that. Um, and he, he just kind of backed off from it and he was like, no, no, thanks. I'm not getting into that. Um, but there's, as you guys said, there's not been a lot of smoke around Jericho for this, just this one thing. Oh, and I wanted to say about Jericho is um, people also get mad at him because Jericho is a bit of a shit stirrer and he just likes to explore kind of what I would say are unconventional topics or opinions. And, He's also, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry, finish and your he thought. went. he also like... He also, you know, ex- he did like the, the Rogan thing where he kind of explored, you know, alternative opinions during COVID. And we know what it was like if you went against like the the orthodoxy on COVID that got you brandished a heretic and burned at the stake. Um, Jericho also just kind of rubs some people the wrong way in general. Yeah, for, in- for instance, my wife has hated Chris Jericho's guts since the moment she ever saw him on television. And I was like, why? You know, he's a really good wrestler. He's good at his job. She's just like, I hate him. He's a prick. And I'm like, is he? And she's like, and it's like, Oh, you know what? Okay, fine. Not a big deal. Um, but he's got some old school carny in him. So there's some politicking and that sort of stuff involved. And that's going to piss some people off too. Even if it didn't happen to them personally, because, you know, either it offends their sensibilities or I don't, I don't know. There, there might be a it were, parasocial aspect to it or something like that. But, I mean, yeah, he's kind of an old school carny guy, too. Not completely, but kind of. And we live in an era, though, where you're where everyone is like hyper sensitive if you don't agree with them a hundred percent like in any direction and it's such a weird i my my theory is that the old penny arcade internet cock theory is just kind of magnified because of the echo chamber echo chambers that algorithms build around us so if all you ever see are people that agree with you whenever you see something else you lash out at it no because um but it's like it's I mean, it's always been that way, but it's worse now. Like if I went on Twitter right now and like spouted my my um like what my opinions were politically, I would literally have one person telling me like I'm a right wing racist and like another person telling me like I'm a left wing like idiot at the same time. Like but... the same opinion. And it's like, yes, because I have a normal opinion, idiots. Well, but here's the thing. Would you? Because, I mean, we're we like doing this podcast, but we're not like celebrities or anything. So no, would I've that permeate other people's algorithms? I've literally I literally like places I've posted. If I even like talk about any mild political thing, I've literally had things where I've had two different people tell me like I'm a left wing asshole or a, like a right wing racist at the same exact time for the same opinion. 
Yeah, I I just quit talking about that sort of stuff online because nothing good ever comes out of it. Yeah. yeah, I know. But we're getting a little afield from. But that's, that's the yeah. era we live in, though. So if you're like, if you're someone like him, and and I will say his his biggest vice is he is a drunk. So that does, or at least was. was I think yeah. he, he cleaned up on that, but, but like, he could still. He's probably still kind of a dick. But he likes to poke the bear a bit. Like that's yeah. kind of his his deal. Yeah. Let me let me circle it back on a couple of points. Uh, just briefly, like again, I don't I don't really know, you know, uh, if you want to believe uh, accusations made against John Michaels or not. I if you want to say to like, well, them, but I also I also so here's my take on it. I tend to think that there's probably a lot of accuracy to those, and there is a lot of wrongdoing, but. He seems to have cleaned his act up when he cleaned up his drugs and shit, and he seems to still be an asshole, but I don't think he has partaken in that sort of activity now, and I'm mm. sure if he was honest with you, like, and there was no ramifications, he'd be like, look, I was really stupid, I really regret that stuff, like, but I can't take it back, you know? Like, yeah, that's... I'll, I'll just say to this, like, if if the like the worst people have insinuated that he would you know would like essentially date rape women or maybe even sexually assault them like I to me that's not like hey guys what are you gonna do I was I was such an asshole back in the day it's like okay that 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 would not that would not be like okay oh okay yeah all right that was such a good job the problem is that that was such a that was such um inaccepted practice in the business when he was coming up like that's well that's sadly true it's that's sadly and like i just like i don't think it makes it cool and like I, he's not a good person for it but like if you take the context of him coming into the business mm-hmm. um that's kind of what they all did so like he was young and stupid and when like your peers and mentors are doing that shit like it's probably something you pick up and then you get older maybe get off the the drugs and stuff you're like oh you know that's really shitty i shouldn't do that anymore yeah anyway uh going back even further uh as i said melter spent a lot of the day being like i don't know why they i don't know what they're gonna do with cody like i don't know why they hit cody win the rumble and as i mentioned excuse me they they went out of their way to be like oh yes the plan was always for cody to win the rumble they had an easy out with that. Like, no one would fucking know this. So they could have been like, they could have explained this whole rock business away as like, yeah, the rock wants to do with Roman. So then it's like, Meltzer asks, like, well, why'd you have Cody win? Why didn't I have the rock win? They could have easily said, because no one would have known but them, they could have easily told people like Dave and other thing, ah, you know, Punk was going to win. But he got injured and he realized that, so we had to call an audible. And then Cody won. Like, and then they could make some song and dance by how, like, yeah, like maybe we're gonna have Cody win, like the Elimination Chamber, etc. They could have just said, like, oh yeah, Punk was gonna win, but he got hurt, so we had to do a Hail Mary and give it to Cody. Uh, it was always supposed to be Roman Rock. Uh, yeah, we you know full well that. But Punk it was gonna be Punk versus Seth, but like Punk got hurt, so we just had to do Cody. Like we didn't really. And then that could have been an excuse. Would have been like well great. Punk wouldn't have wouldn't have audibled himself out of winning, and that the WWE wouldn't have audibled there. They just would have dealt with it after the fact. 
Punk may not have. I don't uh, think he could have kept his mouth shut. That's that is insane though, because I mean, I mean, I guess you could say like he did, he wouldn't necessarily know that he got hurt as badly as he did, like toward triceps. Yeah. You no, know, I think he knew because um, because that he tried to chop people. Cause mm. I think he was testing the the muscle, and like I'm gonna say he probably knew because. I have to imagine if you do it once, you know exactly, like, what you, like, you know, it's like, oh, shit, like, I, like, that felt exactly like what happened last time. I, I bet he knew the second he did it, like, oh, no. That's how I knew when I'd been concussed again, is I was like, oh, this is familiar. But <clears throat> it, it, in any event, the, the thing that just drives me crazy about this is that they can't make up their mind on what their messaging is. They can't they can't decide. And is it because on one hand, you know, it's you have some people saying it's like, well, no, creative did not know. And then if that's the case, um, creative did not know they had Cody win. And then the the higher ups in TKO were like, no, no, no. Rock's going to face Roman because that's going to be a bigger draw. Incidentally. It's kind of you're going to lose more regular viewers like it's not going to be bigger because you're going to lose people. But on the other hand, and this was from earlier today, Dave was at it again. He said, my buddy told me I should note the idea that Paul Levesque. okay, he didn't know. But then there are other people like, well, yeah, he did. And we have no. Like the messaging is so mixed. Well, I think there's don't know. I think we're I think we're at the start of a full blown power struggle in creative right now, which I don't think WWE's ever seen before, because I think I think what we're see, we're going to see going forward is like the rock faction versus the Triple H faction. And I'm pretty sure the rock faction has the TKO backing. And then just just for kicks, um, the and, and this came out of. Sean Ross Sapp. So, depending on your opinion on the guy, he said, um, "If was Cody the only one to say the audience wouldn't react well to this happening?" And he's like, "No, he was not the only one to say that." So th- people knew full well what was going to happen. Like they called it, which it wouldn't have been hard to do, frankly. And did it anyway. It, they didn't realize. I think. I think honestly, like they're I. I think I could truly believe Cody was the only one saying they're not going to like this. They're like, no, no, it's the rock. It'll be fine. Well, on observer radio earlier today, Brian Alvarez is fully convinced that this is going to end up in a three way Cody rock Roman. No, they're not going to, they will not. I, I, this is the thing people that think they're going to Daniel Bryan this successfully. Like they are, I do not see them changing these plans because this is an edict from way above everyone. I don't know. Um, I mean, frankly, to expose my bias, I like Alvarez more than I like Meltzer because I think he's more personable. I like listening to him more. He does not have all he does not have all the connections Dave does. But, you know, he's he's been there. He's done it. And I like listening to him more. Dave generally Um, has a better thumb on like Dave does aspect of things, though. Yeah, he Dave is got good instincts 
unless he doesn't, you know. And Dave, Dave is good though for where Dave really has like a lot of value that's going to be lost when he's gone is when Dave says this is not going to work because these promotions did this, 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 and this, and it's never worked. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, Matt. You, you, uh, I can tell you've been wanting to chime in here. Uh, I've met both. Uh, it's tough to say because they're they're very different. Like Brian's more of a entertainer. Well, yeah, as I was going to say, like he's more of like a normal guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, he can be really nice and personable. I think uh, he is an entertainer, but also I think the problem he runs into is like when do you, if you're going to interact with him, it's it's all it's almost always in the context of he's with wrestling fans. So you know, Dave, that's more Dave's element because like Dave can if if a wrestling band or observer per guy like goes up to Dave and it's like, yeah, let's talk about new Japan. Like Dave could probably sit there and talk like an hour, you know, off the top of his head about stuff or what he likes, or he can go into wrestling history or whatever like that. And Brian's more like a normal guy. So mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't want to sit down and have like a, <clears throat> an hour long conversation about like, Hey, did you see like the latest, you know, blood sport or whatever? Like he may not want to have that conversation. Like, yeah. That doesn't mean he's rude. He's actually a really nice guy. Like I've met him a few times, <clears throat> and uh, he's he's a really good guy. But you know, he's just more normal. Where it's, I mean, obviously he's into wrestling. He was a wrestler. Is he still does stuff? But I think he's 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 not going to be like into like the minutia of stuff like Davis. But yeah. yeah, and you're right. Like he he doesn't have like the connections. Not that he knows people. I mean, he, he does. does. Know, yeah. But it's not the same depth. Um, well, I don't think he's like. I don't know if it's like he he just can like it, that's Dave's wheelhouse, so he doesn't want to step on it. But it, he's not like, oh, let me break stories. Mm-hmm. Like he will, he'll add to stuff that's coming up, or like know things. He'll if there's a story that is going on, he may his connections like in the WWE or whomever he may like. Yeah text them or they may text him or whatever and kind of get context or get info. But he's not like, let me break a story like that. I don't think it's quite, that's quite how he is, but it's, I appreciate both of their perspectives. Um, I don't, I'm not familiar with Sap's perspective as much because frankly, I don't listen to his stuff. I, I read stuff that gets posted that he's found out, but I don't listen to his stuff. So I, and it'd be easier cause he's a lot closer to me geographically in any event. Where's he at? He's in Kentucky. Really? Scott? Sean Ross? Yep. Ah, I guess I, I, I don't really know a lot about him. I, I, yeah, I could, I could <clears throat> get to where he lives pretty easily, but you know, I'm not a, not going to be a creeper. Um, <laughs> the the thing about this whole mess that really just that just confuses me is the fact that how tone deaf it is to throw that out there and say, oh, it'll be fine because you know, and I we we have we have a, another friend who's of the opinion it's like this will never happen. But they've spent like since last mania the like 
Cody has been off and on finished got to finish the story thing. And now we get there and he's got a rumble win and they're going to take it away again. Well, and Cody looks like a chump for just handing it over and walking, you know, sad walking away is, is like, it, it seems very short term corporate thinking to me. It's like, Oh, well this will, this will pop things for the quarter, but there's, they're killing the golden goose to get it. It's like you, you have a guy who is like the perfect spokesman for your company. Cody Rhodes is the perfect spokesman for your company. You know, he always dresses nice. He's, he's a great public speaker. He's able to, to smooth it, you know, give very smooth responses to difficult questions. He's able to, to talk about very personable stories and that sort of like, he could do all of that. This is a guy that you could do, you know, that, that could be the face of your company for a long time. But let's not do that to try and pop a to hot shot a buy rate here real quick. And it, it's the same mistake that promoters and territories made with big hot shots. And it's like, well, then what do you do? Because the guys that are because if, if The Rock goes and has a match with Roman, even if they do, you know, 15 minute entrances each. And they spend 10 minutes posing around in the ring and like talking and, and posturing. And the match, quote unquote, match itself is only like four minutes long. <laughs> like Roman Brock that one year at Mania. Dear God. <laughs> um, I mean, holy shit. That was that was staggeringly awful. Yeah, then it was just their fi- their finishers over and yeah. over and over again. Oh, it, it was their finishers over and again for like four minutes. I, I And then. Roman won, and that was it. I don't honestly know. I mean, I guess he would have time, but I don't really honestly know how Rock would be able to do the match. I just flash back that it, it hasn't it been over ten years. Yeah, since he since he I think he so. worked with Cena and mm, he eight like years eight years maybe, but I think it's more like ten. And he and... just tore like tore a bunch of shit when he did that. Well, okay. I heard he hurt himself um, doing that spine buster on gender. So the the rivalry, Roxena was from 2011 to 2013. 11 years ago, this was, and Rock got hurt in both of those matches. Now he's in his 50s. This is it's, The bigger it, problem is that I don't really know. I mean, and I do think he... he probably has an insane like diet slash training schedule, but I would be shocked if he's not, you know, on the juice. So, mm-hmm. well, he slimmed, he slimmed down some, cause that's when I started suspecting he might be going for it when he came back in the fall. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, he's really trimmed down a lot. That made me start to think, Oh, maybe he is trying for it this time. But like, I don't think he, I think he's still too bulky for it. I just I don't think he's going to be able I, I, I call it even odds he's going to get hurt again. And there there's just nothing here that I think is is going to be a good outcome. I, I'm hoping he he beats Roman for the title just for the lulls. Oh, I want that to happen. I want that to happen because that, that would objectively be the funniest slash most counterproductive outcome. Uh, yeah. Because it would basically be the the many the many years of building up Roman and and putting Roman over everyone sometimes multiple times uh, just to have 
just to have a rock who's who isn't even a part-timer compared to roman who is like the ultimate part-timer now uh to have him go over roman and everything like it would be absolutely hilarious it would be such such a bad idea yeah oh yeah but it would be just chaotic and funny to me i uh, someone asked how many times bruno defended because you know they're they're getting into this absurd reign but someone asked how many times he defended the title in his first reign through the 60s and i looked it up on cage match because you can look up how many title matches they made and Bruno defended it in the 60s into 71, like 670 times. Good I'm like, Lord. I'm like, oh, that would only take Roman like a couple centuries with how yeah. much he works now. So it, it. I just. I know there are some people who are advocating this like, oh, no, see what let's see what happens. Like, no, I. You know what? Actually, I don't care. But no, don't trot out the don't trot out yeah. Don't trot out the let's wait and see approach because let's wait and see is what happened last year and now look where we are. No, just uh, I'm gonna click over. I'm gonna watch Eddie Kingston be awesome. I'm gonna watch you know luchadors do luchador things. I'm gonna watch Hangman and Swerve beat each other half to death again, and I'm I'm going to enjoy that far, far far more yeah i so. had fun with the brian danielson i don't remember the luchador's name from saturday that match was fun oh uh, oh hachisero yeah there it is. that match was good i'm i'm like weeks behind on all of my AEW stuff but i caught up yeah there's weekend. a lot of there's a lot of people who are commenting and from what i've seen i agree like that whoever is is i guess booking collision whether it's like ultimately it's really tony khan or if what has been rumored it's like it's basically daniel bryan booking it uh people are i guess needling but i mean they are saying that this collision is infinitely better than the cm punk booked collision and uh, haven't compared like the early collisions to collisions since he's left like i would agree like it's it's like a real sports feel to it. Like it's real hard to describe how they're doing. It's, it almost feels like New Japan. Like they, mm-hmm. they really have a vibe to that show that I love. Well, they have announced that it's, they, well, not announced. Like they, it's not like an official announcement, but kind of like behind the scenes, what, what they have been telling people, maybe Dave or other, you know, wrestling journalists, that they are going for getting some of the younger talent more experience and exposure on on collision in particular and have dynamite be like you know the the more established air quote established star so maybe on mm-hmm. on dynamite you're gonna see more of you know like the elite uh or you know sting darby allen other people like that smojo etc collision you're gonna see more like the you're gonna get pushes of uh like daniel garcia or you're gonna see like top flight or you're gonna have like eddie kingston and Brian Keith, who just got signed, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, you're going to see that. And it's like, I think that's actually a great idea. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I mean, they're they're doing something with Daniel Garcia. And I know he's been actually, in, in fairness, he's been actually pretty consistently, since he signed with the company, he's been pretty consistently used if he actually mm-hmm. studied everything. But they do seem to be going something, I guess, I guess on the most recent collision, he 
was this on again i haven't seen it i'm weeks behind but had, did was it on air that he challenged christian for the title um or is that he didn't like grab a mic and say it but they were t- the announcers were talking about it yeah. okay i guess that's they're going with that at least that's going to be a match which and, again um, like i did catch up this weekend and i have to give it to edge like the match wasn't like amazing but seeing edge actually like go out of his comfort zone and having like a new japan style match with Minoru suzuki was interesting that was edge, yeah edge i mean edge and aew i actually have been inc- very pleasantly surprised i Not like that the, i don't i like the angle that they're doing right now like it's like i i wasn't feeling like what they're really doing with him but this like i'm gonna prove i'm better than you christian and like i'm gonna start from the bottom and work my way up to a title mm. shot again like mm. i they they haven't done that sort of angle in so long like i am all in on it look i'm sure that edge got a pretty good contract when he signed with aew but Mm -hmm. it's clear like this guy it's it's like for the love of the game type of situation like he's going in there and he's actually he's not just like dragging his ass yeah but he's actually like he's he's working he's working like he's actually doing the spear he hit on Minero is like the best spear he's ever hit in his whole life yeah, I was going to say, by the way, you'd mentioned Garcia. It's like I know I soured on FTR, but this Garcia FTR pairing has worked. It, it works magnificently like he is either they are either they have amazing chemistry or they're like taking him under their wing and it's giving better. him tutelage on FTR, stuff. FTR FTR is good. You can't deny that they're not great. Uh, I, I find that. I find that my my feelings toward FDR greatly improve when when particularly Dax just shuts the fuck up on Twitter. <laughs> I and know you guys don't when like he's him. quiet, like I I like them better because they're just out there wrestling. I know you like guys, he's less annoying. I know you guys don't like Dax, but you know he does. I don't know. There's a lot of things he says that I like, and him clowning on Bischoff hmm. was was peak like trollery. Yeah, it, I want I wanted like I did like Dex and I would like to still do it, but I'm just still so bitter about the whole thing that it's like I and and say what you want. I recognize this might be a shortcoming, but I'm just that's just got such a bad taste in my mouth that I can't set it aside. But watching them with Garcia was just excellent. And, and Garcia is getting a lot better and he's doing well and he's over like they're doing a great job building him up. So it's it's pretty fantastic. And then we have we have one bit of like the Vince lawsuit update before we hit our real topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, it happened right after we went. We I think it happened before, like right after last week's episode came out. But so John Laurinaitis has essentially flipped on Vince. And um, like he, he actually his lawyer's pretty smart because the way they crafted the statement when they said he was a victim too, like mm-hmm. they really knew all the buzzwords to hit. And um, mm-hmm. I don't particularly believe his story. Um, I think Cornette actually made some good points about why his story probably isn't believable. But I would say that there's probably some small probability that 
you know, he was coerced into that. And Dave had said something along the lines of he had a mystery demotion in like the early part of the tens. I just want you to understand that I was not intentionally complicit. I was a victim though. And it's like, dude, with as many stories floated around yeah. about you for as long as they did, you can sell that all you want to, but, but I for one am never going to buy it's it. It's the smart play for him, though. It's, it, it's it absolutely the smart play because state evidence. Everyone's focused. Well, that's the thing. Like everyone's focused on the lawsuit aspect because that's obviously you know very much at play. But people kind of forget that, like last summer, that the feds got mm-hmm. involved and the feds are actively investigating this. The feds got a copy of all the data on Vince McMahon's phone. Well, that's how we like, got some of the info too, I think is. Yeah. The feds are very much involved in this. And like in that lawsuit, there are two individuals who are specifically named Vince McMahon and John Laronitis. Uh, now there's other people that it may come to, to place. Like it, they're only referenced by, by like, I won't even say generic because they're kind of specific, but not like an actual like their their government name. It's mm-hmm. they're being described a certain way. It's like corporate executive number one. OK. Um, but John Laronitis and Vince McMahon are the two people named. Assumingly, they are also, you know, probably being investigated yeah. by the feds. And for those who don't know, like the legal system, like the American legal system, if they started, if you're like, well, if the feds have been investigating since like the summer, like why, why don't they, why have they made charges or anything like that? It's like, well, if they're going to seek like a grand jury and charges that way, like an indictment, like this actually takes quite some time sometimes. And like, so it's not like Vince is going to leave the country or anything. You have your, you can, um, you can take your time and you, you mm-hmm. have to do it right. Like, like when, when these things like really go arise when they rush and like they violate someone's rights mm-hmm. or they don't have all their eyes dotted and their T's crossed yeah. because that's one thing where especially with like Supreme Court decisions that people don't understand they always want these overarching like societal changes and what they don't realize like like with a lot of court cases is a lot of times like you don't actually understand the thing the judge cares about or the legal president. Like sometimes like it's more about like the meaning of this is like in conjunction with this comma in like paragraph three, subsection two of like page, like 20 of this, you know, document or law. It is one of those things where the wheels grind slow, but very fine. Yeah. And so they're not going to be fast. No, Uh, but it's also like you said, it's a good play because assuming that charges are eventually brought, at least against those two, then Laronidas is basically he's angling for some sort of he he can make some sort of plea deal. Well, he has more to lose. He has way more to lose because he, he does. He there's no chance. Well, he he's he doesn't have near the money or the well, resources that, that, that Vince does. Too, and he's he's way younger. Like cause mm. if if Vince did time, like Vince is gonna be dead soon. Like Laurenitis is fairly young. Like if doing time, he would do most of it. And the other thing for Laurenitis though is, I don't know what he's worth, but like there's no amount of money in a lawsuit or defending this case that's gonna like make Vince destitute. But I'm pretty sure even like a 10 or 15 million decision against Laurenitis in a lawsuit on top of like, 
legal defenses is going to bankrupt him. So like, Oh, easily. Yeah. Um, the other thing that is really kind of underrated here, because people, people may not, may not understand like the legal profession or what's all involved, but the fact that Lauren Nitus is like, Oh, like I was a victim too. Not my fault. Uh, and all they've done, all it so far has been filed is the complaint. Uh, kind of taken into the legal world. So the the accuser, uh, Janelle Grant, I think is her name, she's made her complaint. And they've uh, got um, Rita Chatterton is on there. And then um, is it a receptionist at like some tanning salon or something that he supposedly accosted at some point? He, you know, like he's a weird guy, but David Bixenspan uh with I think someone else did like a whole he's done like a whole reporting and and expose on that particular situation, which was like from years ago, but uh, essentially like the like local police in where that was, which I think was probably like, you know, Connecticut or something like local police actually actually wanted to press charges on that. But there was something that that stopped that. I don't know if it was, you know, their political connect like the McMahon's political connections. I don't oh, know. Some but prosecutor didn't wanna there's a whole other aspect where it's like the Janelle Grant, like she may be looking for other individuals to kind of join in things. There's a whole there's a whole other aspect where because this this complaint, as you said, was like really very carefully filed. And 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 she's the got, actual like she's got a stone cold killer for a lawyer too because oh, she's well, like an ex judge. Ex judge, uh, who I think I think I had read or heard that she had recently got a judgment against like Donald Trump. So it's like okay, so you, you a, a woman who uh, who has like a judgment against a, an ex president of the United States like is now going after Vince McMahon. Holy shit! But as you said, like the complaint is actually is. It's crafted and and written in a way that is really like the maximum amount of pain, but also it's it's attacking certain things from a legal perspective that it's going to make it a huge nightmare to address some of this because it's attacking just like the NDA itself and the NDAs that have been signed with other individuals who we don't even know. But if that if a judge ultimately decides like yeah those NDAs are crap. That's that's really like an end game, like mm-hmm. the can of worms that would. But all of this plus John Laurinaitis's, uh, pretty much his statement, her story. Yes, but it's, but all of that that people don't appreciate now. It's that if you thought that this okay, yeah, like this complaint because I forgot to mention this point, but just take a step back. The complaint has been filed. The WWE and Vince McMahon, like the parties involved, actually have to respond. Like that's the next step. Like they have to, within a certain amount of days, they have to issue their response, which I'm sure it could that that could be as simple as just like we deny all allegations, period. Like they don't have to necessarily, maybe not necessarily go into specifics, but the further this goes, if it starts going into discovery, it starts going into depositions which is potentially really bad for a lot of people in the WWE because if this woman's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to depose Vince McMahon, but I'm also going to depose, you know, Stephanie McMahon. She's no longer with the company, but, you know, she was at the time. I'm going to start, I'm going to depose Triple H, 
who, mm-hmm. by the way, is corporate executive number one. If she, if she starts naming specific names, huge black eye. But well, and the, you know everything. The, what's really bad for them is, mm-hmm. um, and and Justin kind of said it too. But if you if you look at the way they're doing these drops and the things they're saying, like mm-hmm. they're not gonna settle. That's what I was gonna get into. If you thought that, and I actually thought. She'd be like, gone well, already if if they if they could have settled, she'd be gone already. Well, the the complaint itself is like absolutely horrific, and that's not even you, you're getting a snapshot. You're not even getting a lot of the details or the things that she that they really like her side can go into through discovery and through depositions of individuals. And the complaint's bad. The complaint is really bad. It's bad. But that's again, that's like a snapshot. You're you're getting like the the Cliff Notes version of things. Like you're not even getting like the full version of things or what else might be out there. Let alone if other individuals come forward, which is in theory possible because again, they have attacked. They're attacking the NDAs itself. If the NDAs get thrown out, that's a whole other can of worms. You might you might now listen or get to hear stories of other individuals that Vince McMahon is potentially victimized. Well, and that's what I was going to say, though. Cornette and Last have been kind of tiptoe because Cornette had a really bad reaction on his first episode, but then he actually read it all and he kind of changed his tune. But well, probably when, well, no, when he, he got backlash. He, but well, he's kind of struggling because this is not like a side events he ever saw. If you hear him talk about it, but what they were talking about a lot is. They're wondering what he's done to the female talent over the years. There, there was actually like a, a statement that, I guess came out today, mm-hmm. and it was from, it was from a a, a female talent. I don't. I, I assume was... I assume that she worked. Uh, I'll I'll let you add in a second, Shadow. Okay. But I know it's like I she I guess this individual may have. All right, who knows, currently could still work for the WWE. And this individual says, like, yeah, like I could tell a story, but I'm not going to because I still work in the industry. And if I do, then I'm going to be blackballed. Ah. Which, uh, you, the rational side of you, or the side of you that, that may be a good person and be like, that's what? No, of course not. Like, that's not who would do that. And then you stop and think how many people are already like let's move on let's talk about cody versus rock. cody and rock it's like there are already people who are moved on from the fact that the that vince mcmahon is potentially a serial rapist a sexual assaulter involved in sex trafficking they're acting like oh well he's gone like yeah everything's everything's fine now it's like no yeah. like it's the entire culture of the wwe may be rotten to its core and mm-hmm. some of the people who are running the wwe now including like triple h etc may have either been involved in this or knew about it and was hiding it so they're clearly like in, in, implicated Cornette, uh, Cornette on his like further reaction said he doesn't that he doesn't and i mean remember Cornette worked in that building for a while Mm-hmm. He does not know how. I, I think he called it a rape dungeon. How or a rape room is what essentially Cornette said. He does not know how they had a rape room in like one of the offices there, and other people did not know. Like well, that, the impl- that, yeah, yeah. I mean, the what's strongly implied, and I would actually believe, is that there is absolutely no way that 
that at least some people did not know. Yeah. So take that for what it was. It and, is. I I did I did hear some suggestion because I I think Cornette was like kind of like I this is not the Vince I know like. We kinda, said it was like start... he, he said like being around Vince was like being around the school principal. He just can't imagine. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine. It's like, well, that's not the Vince I know. Like, and the I, text ha- messages were really like throwing yeah. him off. Well, you can also he could also question. It's like, well, what's this happening? You start questioning everything. It's like, well, what's this that's, happening? That's I what was he was doing. There. That's that's what, yeah. That, I think someone has put this theory out there, which I think could possibly be the truth. Because uh, Cornette said like he didn't just start doing this in the seventies, and then I think he's really struggling. No, like there's no, he he you, likely did. If you hear Cornette talk about it, like there's this I don't think he's outright said it, but you can you can hear the the gears turning. He's like, holy shit, where was he like was there like a rape room in there when I was working there? Like there's really The theory that someone has put forth, which I think could be true, is I mean obviously the allegations of like the Rita Rita Chatterton rape is like I think the eighties. Um I actually think that the tanning salon thing was like from the nineties maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, this behavior has potentially been going on, but someone put forth the theory that it's like, well, Vince may have not always – the the level of issues that were was identified in the complaint, it could be a situation where, you know, he may have been doing sexually perverted things, you know, in the 80s, 90s, even at, like not even touching like the potential like rape or other things, but maybe like inappropriate relationships with – with talent or other women. But then over time, the fact that he's, you know, so powerful and rich and has gotten away with so and, much and that there may have been deteriorate with age yes. too. So there could be but some of the, that but too. There may have been like a, a progression or escalation. It's like, well, you know, damn, I like, you know, got away with this before. Like, let's see how far I can push it. And then all of a sudden and he's, you know, literally, she, yeah, it's, it's, it's escalation. I literally, I don't, assault her. Head I don't during, mean, I don't mean this to sound like, I'm diminishing it too, but like he's also getting older and he's probably done a lot of stuff. So he's getting cynical. And now it's like, we're just, you know, fucking some woman on his desk isn't enough. Now he needs to like take a dump on her head and like a threesome. Like there could just be that general, like, yeah, it's, it's, desensitization, it's, um, desensitizing. it's, it's serial, uh, it's serial assault, uh, escalation. Yeah. Um, well, by the way, Matt, I was going to throw this in there. You said someone yeah. earlier today said it. <clears throat> um, I think this statement came out today that uh, the statement was from Ashley Massaro's lawyer that her oh, career ended yeah. after rejecting Vince's advances. So, oh, really? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that is a particular that even touching about what may have happened there. Yeah. From what we have heard. Is that like a baby on one of these like tribute to the troop shows or something? Like she, she got, got raped. She, she, well, she allegedly got raped by like U.S. military personnel. Yeah. And that you know Vince, et cetera, like basically hit it. Yeah, they didn't and, want to lose the the money from doing them. Yeah, so basically like forced her to be like, no, you can't say that yeah. happened. And there was there's and some it, disputing it, of her claim from other talent that said it couldn't happen, and. There was some doubts at the time because I think her story has some like some issues, but I'm gonna say mm-hmm. she was also suffering from CTE. So 
Um, well, and PTSD. So. Yeah, so, so yeah. she's she's an imperfect like witness to that but like i think every i think a lot of people after all this stuff's come out have kind of been like uh maybe we should le- lend way more credence to her like story than than we originally did which i think is more than fair mm-hmm. yeah so that's uh, well, go ahead let Matt. me let me finish one thought uh because i i never like quite uh, finished this uh, but i initially thought that well they'll this complaint's really horrific but maybe you know tka tko will just settle this even if for like a lot of money they'll just settle this to make it go away but everything that's come out since then and especially like john Laronitis like getting involved and the fact that there's a federal investigation i no longer think that i i no longer think that this is going to get settled at least not not for a while and because I don't know how you you file what, what the complaint was and have all these details and John Laronitis being like I was a victim too and, then and a federal the feds actually investigating and then TKO somehow makes this just go away be like oh yeah like I think this is going to go they would further. have they would have see here's the thing if they're gonna settle it they would have already shut her up by now like we wouldn't even be at this point. I, it's bad. I think it's real bad. And, and 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 let's let's also point out, all Vince had to do for this not to happen was pay her the two million dollars he agreed to pay her. And ironically, like I he he didn't because he thought that she leaked the details. She broke the NDA to like the Wall Street Journal back in the day, which I, I think you can make the argument. It was someone in the, the WWE case. that did. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, it probably was some. It probably was Stephanie, or I think the implication could be that it was Stephanie or Triple H or I, both. I, I honestly wow. think to kind of get him gone. Well, I, I actually thought it could have just been some do-gooder in accounting that like uncovered it, and no one would maybe would listen to maybe. him, and they were just like, "Fuck you guys!" Like, this is what I do now. This is blowing a whistle, maybe. and I'm yeah. protected for doing it. Yeah, maybe. I could see. I, I could know. also see Stephanie just. Well, remember Stephanie was out of power at the time. I think she could. I think it could have been a guilty conscience on her part. True. I mean, I guess it, again, I said before, your mileage may vary, and that's the same way with Stephanie. Like, you know, you like, could paint her as the hero, but it's I, like, how much did you know over the years, and how much did you allow to get a, go away with before you've had enough? Her, I wouldn't paint her as a hero, but I think, I think she. Probably, if I if I was the cast dispersions, I would say she probably at least feels bad about it. Maybe so. Because Triple H is just Triple H is like a bitch, so I don't think he would do <laughs> anything about it if it didn't benefit him directly. The weird one, the weird outlier here that I can't seem to fit in the complaint though. Is oddly, it seems like Bucky Beaver might have <laughs> like really not known much about this. That's I don't know. A big question mark right now. The complaint mentions how uh, Vince allegedly like passed around like like pornographic videos and photos to you know quote people in like the like the tech side of WWE. And there are people like Brian Alvarez who's like, well, there, I think that Vince was like this Vince saying that he did this or telling 
the the complainant that he did this may have just been like bullshit like he just well, like cornet cornet made a good point about that that i hadn't thought is that vince doing that was essentially honestly vince was building like blackmail material against her yeah brian's brian alvarez's point though is like well more people should have stepped forward or, or would it be like in the know about things if he was like sending it to you know two dozen people in, in the tech side of things but when he said like oh the like the production side i immediately thought like oh he's sharing it with kevin dunn mm, yeah yeah that's a lucky but, I mean, deeper like but, and i, I think mean, that's plausible but like even if even if dunn's not like he's only just like getting this and maybe he's like disturbed by it or maybe he's just like ha that's funny vince and well, just I mean, like not doing anything more than that but let's let's be let's let's i'm gonna i'm gonna take a i'm gonna take a swipe at defending him and some of those mm. people though is just because he's sharing nudes with you doesn't mean you know that he's like raping her like how many nudes do you think like some of those people have gotten from vince over the years or Vince has shared with you. Like, I don't think that's like unique to this. Like how many of those could have just been like, Oh, that's just Vince being Vince. So <clears throat> after saying that we were going to, we were focused on the lighter. We still ended up yeah. <laughs> in there. 